And welcome back to the Friday crew here on WRSU FM, New Brunswick. Jake Schmidt, Chris Akonis, and David Palumbo uh, joining us uh, from uh, all the way from uh, Kearney in New Jersey. We got Brian Fonseca from NJ Advance Media covering Rutgers men's basketball. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, and I appreciate the shout out for Kearney. Of course, of course, you know, big. You know, Euro's going on, big soccer, uh, of course. Uh, France didn't look so good, so uh, Les Bleus uh, not looking uh, so good. But uh, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. I wanted to uh, first start off with, uh, you know, with Ron Harper Jr. and Gio Baker both coming back um, this season. Of course, Gio signed a couple deals with the NIL, um, you know, in place um, already. Um, what does this really mean for this future of the program to have this leadership back in Gio Baker and Ron Harper Jr.? Um, and what does that really mean um, for this team going forward as they look to make another run to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, it's big in the sense that they get their two best players from last year back and they have that experience coming back, the leadership, the understanding of what it took for the program to get to the point where it is now. So it's a very positive in that sense. Uh, Gio Baker got three workouts out of his time in the NBA draft waters, so got some quality feedback off of that, and that will probably help him you know, develop his uh, skill set going into the season. And Ron Harper Jr. is a guy that if he plays the way he did in November, December last year, he's going to be one of the best players in the Big Ten. So Rutgers got a huge boost in that sense. And given that they pulled out the last day of the the, the draft, that they were able to, the deadline day, uh, Rutgers didn't really not have much room to fill in if they had stayed. So this is good uh, for Rutgers from multiple angles and just keeps them at a, a, a pretty solid level. Brian, I guess, um, you know, now that we've got the roster more or less set up for Rutgers this year, I guess, what do you think realistic expectations should be for this group heading into this season? Do you think it's possible that they could, you know, not only get back to where they were last year, but potentially take a step forward with all the young guys coming in? I guess, how do you sort of view that uh, as we head in towards the fall? It's still a little early in that I'd like to see uh, the development that the freshmen have had from last year to this year, I like to see how Jaden Jones and Jalen Jones look as freshmen and how much they'll factor in. I'd like to see uh, Andre Hyatt, how he fits in and how, how good he looks and, and the dynamic there. Uh, and I'd like to see eventually who they get as their, their backup big man. Uh, you know, all signs point to Rob Agee, the San Jose State uh, grad transfer who visited last week. Uh, and if he comes in, can he fill in that role? And, you know, that 10 to 15 minute backup guy. And Cliff O'Murray, obviously, the starting center, most likely. Uh, how much of a jump does he take from freshman to sophomore year? I think that might be the biggest key. To answer your question, I guess generally, I think returning to the NCAA tournament should be the ultimate goal. I don't think any uh, you know expectations of going beyond the second round like they did last year should be immediately implanted until you see how the team looks early on in the season. But I definitely think that given experience returning, what they've added, kind of bounced out what they've lost. So I think returning to the NCAA tournament should be the ultimate and a pretty realistic goal uh, for this for this group of guys. Hey, Brian, David Palumbo here. Uh, what ways do you think the team needs to improve upon, right? I know free throw shooting was talked about a ton last year as a weakness. Uh, just to kind of like what you're saying, get back to the tournament next year. What do you think they need to focus on in the offseason right now? Yeah, three-point shooting and, and free throw shooting is obviously the biggest hole that this team has. Uh, I think that they need to develop some depth at the four spots, uh, they're pretty solid with Ron Harper Jr. and Andre Hyde, but uh, they need to see guys like Dean Reber and Oscar Pumquist, Balot Mag, those guys take some steps forward because they were very raw last year and didn't really contribute. They didn't have to, given the depth of the, and experience of the roster, but 
they really need to step up now that uh, uh, you know they're replacing some guys. So uh, their development is really huge. And maybe a guy like Dan Jones, who is seen as a good shooter, if he can come in and be a quality, you know, 15, 20 minute guy who shoots, you know, 34, 35 percent, that would be a huge boost. And uh, uh, those are the, the biggest things I think. But uh, ge- yeah, generally, those are the, the areas I would look at as far as improvement. And kind of building off of that point, Brian, um, you know, you have a lot of, uh, we talked about this earlier in the show, underclassmen like Oscar Palmquist, Mawat Mag, um, who didn't really see the floor a lot because the, the rotation was so filled. They um, were at really the bottom of it because their rotation was filled with a lot of veteran leadership um, guys as well. Now they have some more spots open up, of course, with Miles Johnson, Jacob Young, Mathez Mathis transferring out of the program um, as well. And also we saw Jaden Jones enroll midseason, um, opted to push his enrollment up early. Um, what does this really mean for those kind of guys to get minutes in and kind of see them uh, seeing their first, they really played a little bit non-conference, but seeing them play some formidable minutes um, against non-conference teams and going forward against the Big Ten slate too. Yeah, I think the way that the non-conference schedule is set up is really good for them and that they didn't have this last year. They didn't have many, you know, gimme uh, games, I guess you could call them, games that Rutgers are really worried about the result because they're so much better than their opponent. They have a lot of those on the schedule this year, which will give opportunities for guys like Oscar and Dean Reber and, and uh, Moab Mag to go and play and see how they fit in and then ultimately build up to uh, the Big Ten games, the Seton Hall games, games of that caliber, uh, instead of just being kind of thrown into the Wolves there, which they were a couple times last season out of necessity. So uh, th- that would be a big showcase for them to kind of show where they've developed over in the offseason. I know they've been pushing hard uh, as, as every basketball player in the country, right? But uh, I think that uh, them making strides is very important for Rutgers' success, so it's inter- it will be interesting in that first month or so to see what kind of strides they've made and how they've kind of adapted to, uh, to the roster. We're speaking with Brian Fonseca, uh, Rutgers basketball beat writer at NJ Advanced Media. Um, Brian, you know, so much focus on this year's roster, but amid all of that, uh, the recruiting never really stops with this team. So I guess um, as we head into another cycle, I guess, who are the big names that Rutgers fans should be looking at on the recruiting trail in terms of uh, building for the future? Yeah, Rutgers had a few uh, 2022 kids on campus uh, over the past month or so since that period ended. A uh, guy like Bray, Brayden Moore, he's a power forward, small forward uh, out of Nashville, California. Uh, he took an official visit um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, they started AU season yesterday, and 247 Sports reported that uh, Steve Peichel went out and saw him. So they're putting uh, a lot into him. I think he's a really quality prospect, and he really appreciates the fact that Rutgers was the first high major team to offer him. Uh, that meant a lot to him. That was one of the reasons why he went to campus for his official visit and why he was blown away by the attention they gave him while he was on campus. So that's him to watch. A guy, a four-star kid out of California, Chris Bunch. He's a point guard. He was at Rutgers for an official visit last week. Uh, ben Schultzberg, who's incidentally another California native, a point guard. They had him in the first week of June on an official visit. He's another target to watch. Uh, there's a, uh, a lot of other names to watch uh, and not a lot of uh, spots to fill, but those are the three names that I think uh, are worth watching because they were on official visits. Not to say that they're the main targets, but those are the guys I have my eye on. I think uh, any of those additions will be quality, uh, quality kids to add to the program that I think Phil needs. Um, Brady Moore is a, a tall shooter. He's a, a very interesting prospect, I think. He's the most interesting of the bunch. Um, but uh, yeah, those are some guys I would point to. Yeah, that's good insight into the recruiting. But I just had a question about a player you think you could see taking a big step forward this upcoming year and making an impact. Uh, maybe that didn't make a big impact last season. We saw Mulcahy take a really big jump from his freshman to sophomore year. 
Is there anyone you could see doing the same thing this upcoming year? Yeah, I think the, the clear answer here is Cliff O'Maru. Uh, he'll have uh, the starting spot to himself. Last year, he was playing time with Miles Johnson, who was one of the best bigs in the Big Ten. So uh, now Cliff will have a year of experience under his belt and offseason knowing that he'll be the guy, or you know, expecting to be the guy, I should say. Uh, and uh, he's had some experiences with the Nigerian national team over the past uh, couple weeks. You know, he's the, I think he'll be the guy to watch, and I think Rutgers will need him to make that jump because uh, there's not much depth behind him. Even if they do get AG, who, as I mentioned, visited last week, if they get him and they have Team Reaver behind him, that's not a lot of depth, not a lot of proven depth. So uh, Rutgers really needs him to make that jump and kind of live up to uh, the potential he showed in high school and in glimpses last season. Well, th- yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of good insight uh, there, Brian, um, as well. I-, I got a soccer question for you, though. I know you're a big soccer guy. Um, you-, you like uh, Portugal's team, of course. Uh, who's Who do you have winning the Euro? Yeah, it's going to be an awesome final, I think. It's going to be an absolute cracker of a game. I want, uh, if I want England to win, I think, only because they've never won before, and it would be hilarious. I think Italy will win because they're the best team in the tournament. I think bar none. Uh, but I think it's going to be an awesome game. My prediction will go... Uh, 3-2 Italy in extra time after just an absolute classic. That's my very optimistic prediction. Well, that sounds about right. I'll have to agree with you uh, with you on that. Um, we were just speaking with uh, Brian Fonseca of NJ Advanced Media about Rutgers men's basketball, some soccer stuff as well. Uh, Brian, we appreciate the time as always, and we uh, we always like reading your articles and seeing what you do as well. I uh, Targum alum there, Rutgers alum there. So uh, thanks again, Brian, for taking the time. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, fellas. You guys have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, Brian. Thanks again.